This is an Urban Vancouver podcast, number two, International Festival Weekend in Vancouver, with your host, Dave Thorvald Olson. This is an enhanced podcast, which means, you know, there's pictures and such to go along. It's no secret that I really like Vancouver, right? And I really like living here, even though I'm not necessarily city folk. Man, Vancouver is just something special. And, you know, this weekend, it's Sunday now, and I'm at uh, com- just off Commercial Drive at a park, but I'll get to that in just a second, has been a great example of all the great stuff going on in Vancouver all the time and how you can have a really good time here, explore neighborhoods, and spend it almost no money. All of those things please me. Head out the door with the... Uh, the bare essentials, a bottle of water, and uh, some herbal respite, and you're on your way. So anyway, started off Friday night down at the Richmond Night Market, and there was like this crazy Asian market right off of Night Street Bridge, which is the bridge that connects South Vancouver to um, Richmond. And Richmond's kind of like the low, f- well, you heard uh, Eskimo and I going to Richmond not too long ago, but it's where the airport is. But uh, as a very large Asian community, I think 19% Asian, I think it's the highest concentration of Asian folk um, in any specific city or municipality in Canada, in fact. Um, and it's where a lot of uh, Asian folk have settled, uh, like the more recent waves of Chinese immigration. You know, in the originally, uh, you know, there's Chinatown downtown when the Chinese were, came in as uh, kind of hard laborers and were obliged to pay a head tax, which is a kind of a hot political issue right now. Uh, so Chinatown, which is kind of the East End Strathcona area just off of downtown, um, was the primary area that folks would immigrate to. But now uh, Richmond became a much more popular place because, uh, you know, more spread out and more space and I don't know, whatever. Um, the point is, there's this killer market. And you roll down there, you park, you walk up there, and it's right off the river, so there's tugboats and stuff plying the waters, which uh, uh, pleases me aesthetically. And... Uh, so you go into this market and it's just booth after booth of all these uh, crazy tasty food items and miscellaneous crap being sold. The crap being sold, well mostly just crap, right? It's just uh, uh, miscellaneous trinkets and household items and odds and ends and accessories. And uh, But it's really meant to be sort of somewhere where you go there and buy, buy lots of two and five dollar items. It's, you know... Um, but the food, you go around uh, and for about two bucks, two to five bucks, you can there's all manner of different tasty tidbits to to eat. And so we strolled up and down eating uh, snacks along the way, uh, including several varieties of uh, meat on sticks, uh, chicken and lamb and uh, pork and such not. And then but I found someone making okonomiyaki, which is kind of this strange Japanese seafood pancake. It's uh, rather hard to describe, but it's like a mix between a pancake and an omelet, except it's savory, and it's got seafood in it, and then garnished with uh, fish flakes. And there can be other things in it, too, like corn, seems to be a common one, uh, and cabbage. It's cabbage and some sort of batter. You throw the other stuff in, and then you grill it on both sides, like on a griddle, right? Not like on a barbecue, because it's kind of, uh, you know, so viscous at that point. And... Uh, then you put on this kind of okonomiyaki sauce, which is kind of like a sweet and sour, almost like a steak sauce. And then uh, this special Japanese QP mayonnaise and some dried fish flakes. And oh, I'm walking past this, um, one of these bouncy domey things where the kids go in and uh, uh, shoot soccer balls. It's a promotion put on by the Whitecaps, the football club, football club here in Vancouver. 
and uh, the kids are having a good time with this, but I'll get to more about that later. Uh, meanwhile, back in Richmond, this Asian market. So okonomiyaki, very tasty. Cabbage makes up the, kind of gives it some substance, you know. And then there was also takoyaki, which is like wee little balls, uh, the little mini okonomiyakis, they tend to have, well, they're octopus in it. And, uh, and they're little, these little golf ball sized uh, nuggets and they're glazed with some kind of gooey syrupy uh, sauce that makes them quite pleasing and tasty and uh, bubble tea uh, the waffles with the uh, with the red bean inside can't remember if they're adzuki beans they're kind of sweet though so I don't think that's the right ones um, but it's just kind of a bean pasty jam oh Jesus tasty and there's uh well, there's, you hardly know what to choose because there's so many tasty things. But uh, the trick is you just choose a lot of them. Also enjoy, enjoyed a coconut, coconut beverage. And then you they take it back and they bust it open for you. You can eat the, you know, the, the meat that's inside. It's still kind of, uh, you know, immature, but uh, it can be rather tasty. And uh, so that was a blast. Didn't buy any objects or anything, but ate a lot of tasty food. No beer, and there's an entertainment stage that's like has various entertainment. There's like a three-piece uh, rockin' band going when we first got there, and then there's like a uh, two-piece, a uh, couple of rappers uh, rapping along to some, uh, you know, some recorded tracks. And then there would be messages from like various local government people talking about the joys of doing business in Richmond and how this market was working out great because it gives uh, newer immigrants and uh, families a way to kind of get their uh, get a piece of pie in the economic, uh, well, get a piece of the economic pie, put some roots in to develop a business. And there are all these just little micro-businesses at their smallest level. I mean, they're opening up with enough ingredients to make something that night and with some little portable butane propane stoves or grills. So it's really cool to see the entrepreneurial spirit there for sure. Uh, so that was Richmond, uh, which is just south of Vancouver now that made for a late night and you know I have a confession to make and and you know Cosmo my buddy was already teasing me about this you know I was, mud honey is coming through Vancouver and you know I really like mud honey a lot right and I've seen him half a dozen times at least over the years but I always enjoy the chance to see him again and I thought they were playing Monday in Vancouver it turns out they're playing Friday which usually you know Friday is a great night to go out and party and see a show and stuff but uh, I already had these other activities planned, and I had doctor's appointments Saturday morning. So, and, and I drove by, and it was downtown. It was late at night, and it was crazy, and I just wasn't up for it. So I skipped Mud Honey, but shows you how old I'm getting. Because <laughs> uh, I also knew there was all sorts of activities to do on um, Saturday. Because uh, um, there was the scan there's the Dragon Boat Festival down on False Creek, where they race these big Chinese dragon boats. Um, but, the, but that one, it seemed like, you know, tickets from Ticketmaster or buy them in advance. And it was kind of a, a to-do. And so we opted to go to the Scandinavian uh, Festival, Scandinavian Midsummer Festival. And there's a whole Scandinavian Cultural Center uh, in North Burnaby. Off, well, I guess it's not really North Burnaby. It's off of Kensington, for those of you in the area. Um, or Sprott Road, you know, that area of uh, Burnaby. They got a lovely compound there, but the thing itself was great. It was a five-dollar fee to get in, not <clears throat> that uh, we necessarily paid, but uh, um, we went in for we just stayed for a few hours to check it out. And they had a whole little encampment there, uh, where people uh, are camping out in the traditional Nordic uh, Viking glory days of the Vikings and such, 
in that uh, style with the, the tents. And the tents were fantastic because they're freestanding by using spreader bars. And then they had uh, traditional uh, weapons and dudes who were just role playing and just living that culture. Um, much like the mountain men in, uh, uh, that I saw at the uh, 2002 Olympics um, that were there just participating in the festival by participating and living it and doing it. So that was really fun and checked out a, um, their replica Viking ship that they built to real specs of like the traditional ships. The only things that they changed is thrown in a couple of uh, life preservers in it to meet Coast Guard regulations and the thing was a work of art. Now I got a few snapshots um, from the night, well a lot from the Richmond night market and also from a few from the Scandinavian exhibit but I didn't take spare batteries unfortunately so you only get a few of those. Um, but uh, the Scandinavian Fest, each of the countries also had kind of a tent with sort of information about their little clubs or foundations along with, uh, what do you call it, like tourist information and just kind of pimping their dojo as I like to say, you know. And uh, there was a, an old traditional smoke sauna. And now, you know, I'm familiar with saunas and I like to take a sauna. I see I'm trying to say the traditional Finnish way, sauna, rather than sauna is, uh, I guess, anglicized. But uh, forgive me either way. Anyway, they had a smoke sauna, which means it doesn't have a chimney. So it gets all smoky. And the smoke just, they build it with loose slats. So the smoke kind of escapes from the slats. But it sort of fumigates. So they always use this traditional times. So they had a, one really hygienic room. And they would do child birthings and, and the like in this uh, thing. Or else, would, um, well, because it was a hygienic room or whatever. So that was kind of interesting. And this one was the first uh, sauna allegedly built in, smoke sauna built in Western Canada or something crazy like that. And it was up in the interior, and they disassembled it because there's a KOA campground there now. They disassembled it and brought it down to um, Burnaby and reassembled it. And anyway, the Scandinavian folks there have a big compound with some land um, for having fundraisers and events and get-togethers and taikais, as the Japanese would say, and whatever. So that was cool, and I enjoyed that. And the folks there were really uh, friendly who were doing the, you know, the exhibits. And I tell you, I would sure like to go visit some of those Scandinavian countries, for sure. You know, i got some Nor Norwegian heritage, and I'd also really like to go check out Iceland because it's just laden with hot springs, and I love hot springs. And, uh, and then Denmark, I'd like to go check out, you know, the bike trails around there that are marked with spray-painted yellow bikes marking the way. I think that's very novel. And Finland, of course. Sweden, eh, not so much. All right. Uh, so anyway, then there was a hockey game last night. And the Oilers won, but it was good entertainment uh, either which way. Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals, so that means Game 7 is the next one, Monday night, which kind of follows up my plan to go see the Vancouver Canadians, uh, the minor league baseball team, to see their opening night. But uh, there's been plenty of good sporting events on because I've been enjoying the World Cup too. So, Dick, speaking of the World Cup, down here on what they call the drive, commercial drive, uh, is a cars-free festival where they blocked off a good section of the drive and there's all kinds of uh, wacky hijinks abounding and I'm having a great time checking it all out there is also as part of it is the um, the chopper club has a section of street blocked out and there's all these crazy customized bicycles that are riding around you can check them out and try them and some of them are like two or three bikes high and all stretched out there's not a normal looking bike this is like welders gone wild and everyone can ride them, and they got uh, some uh, folks there setting the kids up with helmets and kind of doing some supervision. Some of the bikes you just, I don't, you can't even get down from them, so it's a little bit uh, sketchy and dangerous as well. <laughs> uh, 
but it's uh, great to see the innovation, the crazy bikes that the folks are building. I saw the folks from uh, Hemp Town, who are a great uh, Vancouver company making, well, hemp clothes, uh, Chinese fabric, but they're working on a plan to be used, making some Canadian fabric. They make shirts and t-shirts and uh, pants and uh, nice, uh, nice clothes. They call themselves a part of the solution. So check them out, Hemp Town Clothing. And, but it was good to catch up with them and see how well they're doing. And then, uh, then there was these great kids playing uh, marimbas and drums. It's like this percussion ensemble of, of young gaffers, except they were just bringing it and playing with fury and precision and excitement and, and joy. It was fantastic to see. And all sorts of street musicians. And then there was World Cup soccer on. And here in the neighborhood, folks are really into it. And the cafes were just overflowing and every head craned around the corners trying to see scores. This afternoon, it was uh, South Korea and France who tied 1-1 on a late goal by Korea. And But Brazil beat... Uh, who was I? Just watched the game. Um, anyway, Brazil won earlier. Oh, Australia. Um, 2 nothing. They won earlier. So there's a lot of uh, Brazilian vibe here. And so that's the music you hear in the background. It's Brazilian uh, style of music. And, uh, and then there's folks playing football and there's a little soccer booth there. And there's all this crazy samba dancing and stuff going on as well. So it's just a thrill to check it all out, really. And seeing all the cultures hanging out. And uh, there's, the air is filled with the smell of barbecuing sausages and souvlaki. And there's the, like the samba ladies, right? They're all in like their festival garb with the, uh, the, crazy, uh, the crazy weird kind of, well, you know, headdresses and outfits. And one woman's got soccer balls on for her boobies and the whole thing. So it's a lovely day out here in the park, that's for sure. Last song we have to play, that is my song. That song is named Salia. Salia, I sing my language, Susu language. Yeah. Okay.
Okay, well, I'm going to go check out some more of this uh, hijinks, and I'll check in with you later from uh, festival time in the summertime. Keep on chuglin'. Vancouver podcast number two copyright under the Creative Commons license by me Dave Thorvald Olson that means you can listen to it you can share it you just can't sell it dig it for more podcasts writings photos etc go to www.uncleweed.net and subscribe to the various feeds